You're listening to Quick Five with the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to this edition of the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce's Quick Five podcast, Five Questions with the Chamber's CEO and President. My name is Nick Gaish, and as always, it's my privilege to serve as your host. With me this afternoon in the spotlight of this podcast is Mount Madonna School trustee, Dr. Ann Goert. Ann, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. You know, before we begin the interview, I'd like to say first how excited I am to have the Mount Madonna School join our podcast series. And maybe to give our listeners a little context and a preview of our conversation, I have to say it's just been absolutely amazing to me. And it's a testament to the teachers, the administrators, the students, and the community to learn that the Mount Madonna School started with very humble beginnings. As I understand it, the very first seed was planted in 1979, kind of walled up to a carport of a summer house that kind of turned in then to a community building center. And I think the first was a combination class of first, second, and third graders, right? So one room, one teacher, eight students. It's just, and now you fast forward to 2023, and you reside in a beautiful 375-acre campus with forests and meadows and vistas. I've been up there many times that really span the entire Monterey Bay Area. It serves now preschool all the way through high school, is that correct? All the way to senior year, 12th grade. Awesome. You know, Mount Madonna's academic foundation is built upon creative self-expression and positive character development for each and every student. For me, it's all wrapped around this learning environment that combines both applied and reflective learning model, which is absolutely wonderful. So for our listeners, that's kind of a short teaser. So Anne, let's begin the, uh, begin the interview. Uh, you, you know, you pride yourself on, the, on academic excellence, of course, uh, teaching students who will then grow into, I love this, lifelong learners. So let's talk a little bit about your school. How, you know, how does the current curriculum and the teaching philosophy at Mount Madonna differ from other schools? Right, so as you said, Mount Madonna School mm-hmm is a preschool to 12th grade, and we are a fully accredited school in the mountains. Um, And I believe that Mount Madonna School is a hidden gem. And Mount Madonna School, as you mentioned, is based on this principle of creative self-expression and academic excellence and really helping to develop ethical human beings. And so we work really carefully each day in designing things that are very intentional in our curriculum to support our students to become compassionate individuals that will grow and share their talents and their skill sets and then their abilities um, with their community, whether it's their local community, their larger community, or perhaps even the world to tackle some of the challenging issues of the future. And we really do this by honoring each of our students. And for us, our foundations are really curiosity and critical thinking, creativity, and it's really that relationship piece that we nurture. And each student in our school is seen and their voices are valued. And that starts from our youngest learners, our preschoolers, all the way to our 12th graders. And so when we look at our lower school, we provide this very, very strong foundation, which is through hands-on, it's exploration, On this 375 acres, our kids are turning over rocks and they're exploring the ecosystems. They are studying poetry within the glades of the forests. And they're curious, they're critical thinkers. They start really becoming these problem solvers. So for us, like learning's inherently fun. I was in a classroom the other day where our first grade teacher was trying to teach phonics. And when I recall phonics as a kid, it was these worksheets and this and that, but instead, This teacher has the kids 
she's up front and all the kids are standing up and she's engaged by teaching them kinesthetically and verbally. And so she has them sound out each word and each, each letter has a hand motion. So their bodies are engaged, their minds are engaged. And you'll see these kids then walking around campus reading signs and their whole body's engaged. And it just becomes part of loving to learn and always challenging themselves to tackle the next issue. Mm -hmm. And this is extended all the way through elementary school where it culminates with our fifth grade project. And our fifth graders and their teacher, Jessica Campbell, they have an environmental project. And the students choose the project each year. And it's this cross-curricular project-based learning opportunity for students. And they pull in creative arts, they pull in technology and creativity, a little bit of social activism and advocacy and language arts. They invite speakers such as representative, state representatives to come and speak with the kids and they interview scientists, they collect data and um, they ultimately create a video or some type of expressive project um, in which they are trying to advocate for an animal or for microplastics and ways that we can improve the world. And our kids have received more than four presidential environmental youth um, awards. Well, for congratulations this. on that as well, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So yep. you mm-hmm. see this love of learning. You see this this desire to improve the world from when they're little mm-hmm. to when they're in fifth grade, and it continues mm-hmm. then into high school, into middle and high school, where they are advancing and their the academic rigors increasing. But the kids have these opportunities to create social clubs and and to create all kinds of different avenues and paths for their learning. So because they have that voice and choice, they really um, develop a desire to learn and self-motivation. Well, first and foremost, and the listeners unfortunately will not be able to see this because it's a podcast, but your passion is coming through both physically, emotionally, and mentally just in the early part of our conversation. And that absolutely is just a wonderful... So. I'm a product of the 60s. I'm going to use a term in the 60s, but in the 60s, it's, it's really realistically a holistic approach. And what I'm also hearing is that you're nurturing the human condition as a part of the core curriculum. So you're humanizing uh, one's self-worth, not only who they are as a student, but then how do they relate to the greater community. And it's also a kind of stair-stepping type of approach. So you take them from preschool, they get a set of skills that relates to those aspects of life. They further develop into kind of the elementary area and then into the high school year. So, you know, we certainly don't have enough time to unpack all of the values and the principal aims that you work under. So I'm going to invite you back. So maybe we can take a deeper dive in just to one or two each time we have this series on really what that means, not only from a student perspective, but more importantly, what does it mean for the family and as well as in the community that surrounds them? Because I think it's just a wonderful way to be able to have an educational forum that makes sense. So we're going to try to unpack just one of them. You talked about, you know, a creative self-expression is one of your core values. And so I want to talk a little bit about the role that arts and creativity plays in your classroom. You touched on that. Right. But the idea of curiosity and play and discovery is the essential force that drives our young individuals to want to know more. So can you talk a little bit more about that? I, I can, absolutely. So um, for us, creative self-expression is integrated into every classroom. And we also have a set curriculum which supports yeah. the creative arts. We offer dance, we offer music, we offer tea class, which is technology, engineering, and arts. We offer garden science, we offer Spanish. And so we offer all of these classes from and dance from when they're very little to when they are in high school. Um, and we try then to incorporate 
those different creative expressions and to unearth our students' hidden talents and their gifts. And also to help them, I would say, overcome some self-perceived limitations. Mm -hmm. And when our kids are overcoming these self-perceived limitations, it really provides a foundation for them to become more confident, expressive individuals. Mm -hmm. And so within an academic class, students might have the choice to present their learning in speech, just like we're having a conversation or a dialogue, or it might be an art project, a piece of music could be an expressive movement. And it's really providing them the foundations to become these more well-rounded thinkers that are exploring different perspectives and lenses, um, trying to synthesize what they believe and what they're learning and taking different parts from here and there. And I think it helps them just develop a part of their identity and question their role in society and how they can help improve it. So let's recognize uh, maybe an aspect we haven't really spoke about, but from a teacher and administrator perspective, along with your core values, patience is a virtue that, uh, that really uh, somewhat really sets the platform as far as moving forward. And you know, what I'm sensing, and even in our short conversation this morning, is that a part of your core curriculum is really built about the patience to understand each student's uniquenesses, whether it's through art, whether it's through writing, whether it's through dance, and then how that applies to core curriculum as far as the education series is that balance that Matt Madonna offers. So we want to recognize that because it really is a special and very distinctly different point of reference for those that may be thinking about and for their children in entering the Mount Madonna School. So I'm going to keep uh, keep shifting gears just a little bit uh, and I really want to have you back because I, I know that we can spend much more time in, in many deeper areas. But you know from a change management perspective for those that are thinking about having their, their kids enter into the school, part of, of a change management is also physical change. So I do want to talk about the beautiful uh, physical environment you have. You know I mentioned that you're on what 375 acres of wooded footlands overlooking Monterey Bay, but how does that environment around you contribute to the, to the students' learning experience? Well, I think it's really interesting. Um, I think many of our kids today go to schools in a very traditional schoolhouse with a blacktop where they're playing, and I think that's a wonderful opportunity for kids. And our education's different because where our kids go to school, they walk a quarter of the mile down the road to get to their classrooms, and they're listening to the animals and they're listening to the sounds of the wind and I think it gives them a deeper appreciation for the environment and really trying to become um, stewards for the next generation and future generations to come. It's a mixed-aged community so they're also engaging with the youth of the preschool because we have buddy programs where our older kids are paired with other younger kids and they um, go into the garden and That's they, wonderful. Yeah, so you're yeah. fostering a mentorship at a very early age. And as we know, mentorships are always reciprocal mm -hmm. in games, right? For the mentee as well as the mentor. It's a wonderful program. It is. Yeah. And so they're, they, they're able to go into the garden, gather food, and then use that food to um, create school lunches. And it, it's just um, an environment in which it really stimulates and nurtures that curiosity. And they see the changes of the seasons, whether it's the physical changes or even the smells of the mountain. It's a beautiful place to send your children to school. Well, you, again, some of the beauty behind that is, is you're really establishing and having an opportunity to take many mindfulness classes at a very old age. Mm -hmm. uh, the term a beginner's mindset. 
uh, is something that I had to relearn you know, at my age. But what you're instilling is a learning environment that really is 24-7. So whether they're at the school campus or they're on the bus going home or they're in their own backyard, all of the uniquenesses that the world brings to you as an individual can be incorporated into a learning lesson. And hopefully that learning lesson then becomes a lifelong pursuit, uh, which is wonderful. So I really could, we could speak to many, many of the other core principles you have, but I do want to have a chance for you to talk a little bit about some of the practical aspects. And so maybe for families that are thinking about entering into the Mount Madonna School, maybe you can walk us through a little bit about the admission process for someone who's interested. And maybe this would be a good time to talk about kind of the student-teacher ratios as well. Absolutely. So um, for admissions process, we encourage families to come up for a tour because you really have to experience the learning environment and see the teachers in action and see how much passion and care they're showering their students with. Um, and so after a student has done a tour, we encourage families to go through the application process, which is a series of questions. And while they're doing that, if they require financial assistance, they can also do their financial assistance at the same time so that when we offer our letter of admission, um, they will um, be able to make the best choice. We invite every student up for either a half day or a full day of learning on the mountain so that they can meet their peers, um, engage with the program, and really see if this is a good fit for them. And so that's the process. Well, you know, the beauty of that is, as well is, is this is it's a little, somewhat of a mini immersion to be able to get not only the student, but the families really comfortable with the setting. So we're really kind of coming up to the fifth question. Uh, I could have another five or ten very easily here, but we want to give you a chance to kind of brag on your students, the past and the present. What are some of the things your students are involved in? You know, what might your alumni or your student and parents say about the time at the school? Absolutely. So I think some of the things that really impact our students and things that when they come back and they talk about it's so much, but I think it's some of our learning journeys. And when we talk about learning journeys, it's this... Um, a time where students are learning about some aspect of the curriculum and then they go out into the world and they actually experience it. We send our kids each year to Boston. Mm -hmm. We send our kids to Yosemite to learn biology. We send them to down to Catalina to learn oceanography. And we send our kids to Washington, D.C. where they are interviewing NGOs, congressmen, representatives, people that really make a difference and our kids are experiencing this and this helps shape them. And then their senior year culminates in going to India mm -hmm. and really experiencing the culture there. And that really shapes our kids' lives and it helps them want to improve the world around them and give back to their community. So many of them are always working towards improving the community in which they live and they share that because of this experience. Mm -hmm. Another one is our end of the year um, whole school from our preschoolers to our 12th grade production of the Ramayana and our kids. This is a epic poem that really is um, looking at good versus evil and our kids go on stage and they're performing in front of an audience of 500. Also our athletics. Um, we're, apparently we're known for our very good volleyball team. We've been state champions multiple times. Congratulations on that. Yeah, state championships exactly. always nice to have a good right? It is, mm -hmm. it is. And, and I think it's just really the thing that we're most proud of is just seeing each of our students going to the college of their choice that really fits them so that they can continue to grow and become just 
the best version of themselves to give to the world. And so we offer an expansive college counseling program because we want them to have that good fit for the future. So it's just really seeing our kids from when they're little to grow into and help them become their best version of themselves. It's really going from a hometown, keeping things local, to a global aspect of how you fit right uh, in mm -hmm. the world as a whole. Absolutely. You know, the underlying tenets, are, and in my terms, my old term was principal aims uh, of the Mount Madonna School, are created with purpose, mm -hmm. direction, compassion, curiosity, and discovery. You know? And it's quite clear that you created an educational community of practice that becomes embedded in the fabric of every student, teacher, family, and community. And without question, you are enriching their quality of life through education as a lifelong pursuit. So, Anne, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on as our guest this afternoon. And I'd love to have you back on to explore in more detail your future vision and direction in the months to come. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to be here this afternoon. Now, I'd also like to thank our listeners for joining the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce's Quick Five podcast. And stay tuned for the next in our series, spotlighting businesses and nonprofits proudly serving Morgan Hill and our neighboring communities. On behalf of myself, our show's producer, Kylie, and our entire Chamber of Commerce team, have a wonderful day, and we hope to see you in and around the greatest city in the Bay Area, Morgan Hill. Mount Madonna School started in 1979 as a one-room schoolroom with eight students. It has since grown into what it is today, a fully accredited school with classrooms full of students of all ages, preschool through high school. Today, the school is led by head of school and our guest for this episode, Anne Gewert, along with a team of educators who do everything they can every day to ensure that the students thrive while on their learning journey. Interested in enrolling your child at Mount Madonna School? If you have a child of preschool or kindergarten age, consider visiting the school on November 10th from 9.30 to 11 a.m for Pre and K Discovery Day, where parents are invited to come and explore their early childhood education program. They still have a few spots open for the 2022 to 2023 school year, and this is the perfect opportunity to see if Mount Madonna is the right fit for your family. They will also be hosting a campus tour for parents of children of all ages on December 2nd from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., where you can visit the 375-acre campus, see classes in action, and get any questions you may have answered. You'll learn more about the curriculum, financial assistance options, and their bus services for getting students to campus. Mount Madonna School is still accepting applications for 2022 to 2023 mid-year transfers, and enrollment for the 2023 to 2024 school year will open in December. Check out the Mount Madonna website at www.mountmadonnaschool.org for more information on the school and how to begin the admissions process and follow them on their social medias for up-to-date information on school events and student projects. Links to all of their socials and their website will be in the show notes of this episode. Thanks for listening to Quick Five with the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce.